yeah. Test, test, checking the sound, seeing if we have any echoes. Echoes, no echoes. New room. Hello. Nope. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome. Welcome back to the Publisher Lab. Welcome back. The, the Bunsen burners are burning. The white coats have been put on. Yep, we've got them buttoned up, and we're ready to go. We're ready to go. What are we examining today? I don't think I've ever worn a white coat in my life. Not even a dinner jacket. Really? Uh-huh. I've, I've always like I've, I have this coat at home and it, I got it for this nice dinner once and it's got leather lapels on it it's like a black coat <laughs> with leather lapels I'm still to this day looking for another opportunity to wear that jacket <laughs> that's kind of good almost like a Pulp Fiction you know kind of fashion thing to it you should get like a, le- a little, thin leather tie <laughs> a little super skinny tie to go with it yeah, yeah. that'd be nice so we are jumping back in kind of the same I, I think John probably we talked about a little bit what we want to discuss on this podcast and our last one, but uh, I think kind of just recapping what we've been discussing in the last couple of podcasts, uh, I think we'll kind of bring everybody in the fold if this is like the first time you're listening. I know we're getting new, new listeners every time. Yeah. And so uh, what I thought was really interesting um, was the, the event that we had, the feedback. Uh, so for you guys that don't know, uh, John and I helped host an event that we did uh, with Google, Cloudflare, and a lot of others uh, that was designed specifically for publishers. And in that event, John and I kind of kicked off the event, kind of highlighting what we what, what are some of the trends in publishing. But not only that, just kind of like really taking on a lot of the common knowledge that people have and just kind of really breaking it down and kind of delivering a perspective that we've built over. I mean, you know, yeah, honestly, you guys have built for a long period yeah, of time. Yeah, it's now. over five years. And the, the kind of core metrics tricks that we ask everybody to kind of come back to which are very different from the ones that are kind of get talked about all the time in the industry so specifically that I think we covered it on the last podcast about CPM and how really that isn't helping publishers and RPM as a kind of publisher version of CPM those two metrics are not helping you kind of go forward yeah. because they don't take into account user experience so I think the, the other one that we're going to talk about today is um, how you look at your content and uh, how you assess the engagement of your content and the monetization of your content specifically with regard to landing pages and and uh, page revenue. So we should dig into that a little bit. Yeah, I think you know the EPMV thing or session earnings is was was a really hot topic, and mm. I would say probably the 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 second most um, most kind of talked about thing in between like all the different sessions was this idea of. You know, we, we, we spend a lot of time talking about how you objectively look at things like user experience because, you know, the whole point of EPMV as a metric, and you guys should go back and listen to that podcast if you haven't. Yeah, if you, if you haven't done so, go, just go back and listen to that segment because it's, uh, it's it really, kind of required. It really listening. highlights why you really need a metric that takes into account bounce rate uh, as, it, as it relates to being able to measure your overall side earnings because it will give you a true north as it relates to earnings. But you know, including bounce rate, you know, people don't traditionally think of that as like an earnings metric, yeah. right? It's it's a UX metric. And I think one of the big themes of the, of the entire event was UX and monetization go together. And when you hear UX, I think a lot of times people think about, you know, like making a really nice, snazzy-looking, graphically designed site. But when we're talking about true UX, objective UX metrics, what are we really talking about, John? I mean, it's it's bounce rate time on site and page views per visit those are the three things when you add them together because they are they're they're actual data 
Whereas um, UX, when it refers to, a lot of people talk about, you know, user interface UX. That's when people are, you know, creating a dashboard and they try different elements in different areas of the page, and they're trying to improve how easy it is to use, you know, this dashboard that somebody's made. That's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is really how the users use your site, how they respond, and it's really, you know, they vote with their mice. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, kind of, if they don't like something, or there's too many ads, or the menu's really hard to use, or um, the fonts are the wrong size for the viewport on, on mobile, these things get in the way of a good experience and get in the way of you getting your uh, content looked at by the you know, by the visitors that come to your site. So it's, the, it's those metrics, and they're, they're all available in uh, Google Analytics, which everybody, yeah. most people use. There's loads of other analytics programs, but they are totally essential when you're looking at your monetization of particular pages. So you're looking at bounce rate, you're looking at page views for per, mm. per visit, you're looking at time on site, mm-hmm. and you're really looking at all those things siloed through Things like geographical location, device size, and user behavior, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and it's on that per page, per page level. So, what what you've got to do is, uh, when you go into analytics, and I'll, I'll make it kind of to do with Google Analytics. I know there's lots of other um, programs out. But there. I would say generally, most most publishers are at least using that, if not in conglomeration with yeah, some other things. Yeah, that's as right. Well. So, go and look at what are your top pages over a particular time frame. So you, you, it's not, I think it's under behavior and then content and then you're looking at top pages. And then for that time frame, go and look at them and then look at uh, what are those engagement, those user experience metrics for those landing pages. Go and look at the pages and then try and see, um, uh, you know, from an objective point of view, uh, what, it is the dif- what is the difference between that page and then another page in your top and your top pages, because I'm assuming you're going to have the same background layout. The difference is the content. So, what is it about this content and that content that has caused a difference in the bounce rate, for example? Certain things about the way that you know a writer will write the images, the um, the attractiveness of the content, or you know how. Um, you know, there's lots of reasons why people will be there. Some of it will be connected to the intent when people are coming from Google. So let's say you're getting most of your traffic from Google organic search. Those keywords will be feeding those top pages. What are those keywords and how do they match? That gives you a good indication of, I'm coming to the page, this is what I'm expecting, but hey, this is my top page and it's got a high bounce rate compared to my other top page. It's because there's a mismatch in what people are yeah. looking for. So that that's a, this is all stuff that most people will be looking at. Yeah. What we've done is we've layered um, revenue over the top of that. And when you put revenue and user experience metrics together on a per page and a per landing page basis, then you're getting real some. You get some juicy information that is going to feed back into your content creation cycle and you know, have your site going up and up and up. So I want to really come back to this landing page thing here in just a minute. But before we do, I want to go to something else. The landing page thing is probably one of the sexiest things we talked about in the entire event Mm -hmm. because it essentially kind of uncovers this thing that most people probably aren't thinking about in terms of how you can right now go and think about all your pages on your site, 
and really truly find out which ones are helping you make the most money overall and what you should be doing in the future to make more and more money. But before we go there, I think one of the things that's really important that we kind of you touched on just a second ago is this this you know people voting with their mice so to speak right <laughs> so yeah. that's a really great way of putting it because I think um, I think most people when you present it to them that way like. Uh, you know, when it comes to the way your site looks, feels specifically on mobile and things like that, it's this idea of, um, you know, yeah, if you could get, you know, you want to provide people with the option they find the best and you're willing to look at the st- statistics and just go with the one, whatever one your users are telling you is the best, right? Mm-hmm. But what we found time and time again is that that's not always the case. And I think what's really interesting, John, is that you probably have a perspective that almost no one else on the planet has that relates to this because you've been involved with so much testing as it relates to things. So mm-hmm. maybe you could share with people what you've shared with me before, which is, all the different things that actually affect user experience. So, what thing, what elements on a site have have you guys found over time, to, like really affect the user's experience more than anything else? Yeah, and I guess when I said uh, just to qualify what we said earlier about voting with the, your mice, it's also with your thumbs. <laughs> Don't forget that. Um, so, uh, let, let's talk about mobile because we really should talk about mobile when we're talking about landing pages because that's the future. You know, desktop, which is, let's remember. We might spend most of our time looking at our site on desktop. Most of your users, if you're an average site, are going to be coming. It's from really mobile. hard for people to come to terms with that still, I think. But the truth is, yeah. you know, just go into your traffic and see what device the majority of your people are coming to you from, and it's probably on mobile. You'll get the split, and I'll be surprised if you're not at that. Um, you know, if you haven't gone past the 50-50 split between mobile, tablet together, and desktop. So to answer your question, um, it's the ability to be able to um, navigate around on the pages. That sounds really, really simple, but when you are looking at a page, a landing page, visitors are not not as familiar with your site as you might think. And a, another thing to, that people should bear in mind is the new v- visitor versus re- returning visitor in uh, mobile in Google Analytics. That um, according to uh, the defaults in uh, Google Analytics, that's 30 days. So if somebody hasn't been to your site within 30 days, then they're classified as a new yeah. user. And so bear that in mind. People are coming to the page. It's the first time they've ever been there. How are they getting from that page to another page? What are the navigational elements? So obviously on mobile, we're talking about the mobile button, which will either drop down or pull in from the side a menu. That decision of whether it should be a drop down or a push down on the menu reveal or whether it comes in from the side is something that should be tested because all sites are different and there isn't like one that beats everybody. Um, The other thing to bear in mind is that people are looking at different operating systems. So again, you can go and look at those top top operating systems by volume over a period of time. Uh, So, you know, are they coming from Safari? They're on iOS, Um, the viewport size. And just spending uh, some time looking at these things, or, or as we've done, actually using them um, as, a, as a metric to be able to optimize against, over a period of time, um, you're going to be able to get the bounce rate down on mobile, which is really great for your users, and it's really great for your rankings. So other things, so menu, background color, font, viewport size, 
Um, the making sure that um, your bounce rates, for example, are not much, much, much higher on a particular browser, let's say it's on you know, Firefox, I've got a much higher bounce rate on Firefox, what is the problem? Go in, check it out, oh, there could be a, there's a format, formatting displays. error. Yeah, almost always the case if you have something that's really high on one operating system versus another. Exactly, so go and check it on Android, check it on you know, different browsers. Um, then we're talking about sort of general stuff, which is uh, how fast are things loading? And I don't mean, you know, from the first byte to the last, I'm talking about really the useful loading of content so that it is giving a good user experience. Here's a good example. Why are you loading things at the bottom of the page on mobile that aren't being seen in the same priority as the things at the top of the page? And we call that lazy loading. You can go and look it up online, lazy loading for mobile you should be engaging in these techniques in order to make sure that people when they come to the page they have that good experience of like hey I've got my I've got my title I've got the first bit of content and I've got my menu and I'm 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 starting to read yeah. and you get a maximum of 3 seconds to get that job done so those are the things you've got to be looking at so those are like all the all those things in conglomerate. I mean, people hear over and over and over again: site speed, site speed, site speed. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is there's in in most cases there's still a handful of things that people could be doing. You know, th those things are an, uh, a piece of that. I also think what's really interesting is that um, you know we have these ideas about you know this type of background, this type of font, this type of menu. This is the optimal menu. But what we've learned over time is that there's really probably it's not really an optimal one for your site so much as it is there's an optimal one for different versions of your users. And that's one of the things we've talked a lot about uh, before. But uh, I want to come back to now that we've kind of talked a little bit about all the different UX metrics that that kind of affect. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you, you basically the user experience on your site. I want to come back to really what is like the meat and potatoes example that everybody like, liked at the uh, at the event, which was this idea of like users coming to uh, instead of looking at uh, things in terms of pages, like which pages earn me the most amount of money, looking at landing pages and like that's a really important distinction. Yeah. And so when you hear that. That people might say landing page, page, it's the same, right? It's the same thing, but it's not, right? So maybe explain to people the difference, and then we'll, you know, we can kind of hop into the example that I thought was a really good one from the event. Yeah, it's a it's a really really important uh, idea, and if you don't remember anything else from this podcast, this is the kind of juicy bit. A landing page is one that is leading to other pages. Sounds obvious. Um, a, a, a page can be any page on the site. So you've got the home page, you've got certain article pages, whatever it might be. A landing page is one that is a doorway page to other pages. And um, certain types of content lend themselves to a longer user session. And when you have a longer user session, obviously your bounce rate goes down because it's a longer user session. They're looking, by definition, they're looking at more than one page. And your page views per visit go up. So those two things make you more money. So those are the two key um, elements to making more money from impression-based monetization optimization, which is I want to show more ads throughout a user session and not necessarily more ads on a per-page basis. Super, super, super important that people get this because if you want that session, let's say it's five pages, if you want to, get, if you want to people to go to the, you know, uh, to increase that 
average of five pages per session, you do not want too many ads on that first page or the second page or the third. You, you actually want to make sure that whatever density of ads you're presenting um, reinforce your ability to, you want get, to get that average Essentially, the, be, the best scenario is you, you provide an ad experience that does not get in the way of them going to multiple pages on your site. Exactly. Right? So, so whatever the maximum... I mean, most publishers, if given the choice, you would say, I want to send them the maximum amount of ads that <laughs> keeps them continuing to click through my site. So yeah. if you were to imagine there's no ads on my site and then there's a ton of ads on my site, where is that happy medium in between? They're still visiting pages versus yeah. they're leaving my site. And, and I think that's where... Uh, this is what reminded me that we needed to talk about this stuff because when we were at the event... People were saying, oh, yeah, it was really interesting because they were still thinking about ad testing as being what I need to do is I need to find out which ads go where on, on every page of my site. And then I don't have to test anymore because, hey, I've got like the optimal. Yeah, I've got figured it out. I right? figured it out. And then I can just leave those ads in the same place and then I'm all done and then I'm making more money and everyone's happy. And that's not how it works because if you have a landing page that has, uh, let's use that example, mm -hmm. let's say the you own a diamond uh, site. Diamond site, yeah. Okay, so it's, a, it's all about diamonds. It's all about the bling. And you and we've got one page that is an article about the world's biggest diamond, whatever it might be. It has an, an averagely quite high bounce rate. and People, people just want to know. They, they just want to know. They want to look at it and they you know read about how Liz Taylor wore it or something like that. So that, that's an elementary example. Let's say that that's got um, an, an RPM or a page, uh, let's say a page uh, per page revenue of $40 per thousand visits. Pretty good. Pretty darn high. And that's good. And I'm sure that there's a lot of contextual advertising going on sure. um, from the ad companies. Then you've got another page, which um, is a kind of doorway page into a series of articles, which is advising you about how, how you... Um, select the right diamond ring. That's right. I want to buy an engagement ring, how to select the right diamond ring. And the first page is about um, cut. The second page is about color. Another one's about clarity. And do you see what I mean? We're going, yeah. we're going, we're going on a deep. journey. Average page views for visit for that for that people that land on that page potentially is uh, is a lot higher because the bounce rate is much lower, right? Yeah, that's right. And then because they're looking, excuse me, um, because they're looking at more than let's say they go to three pages on average, and let's say that each one of those is twenty dollars, you can end up with a, a session revenue of sixty dollars. Okay, so we're adding it on average. We're yeah. adding it up. Some people are going to leave from page one. Some people are going to leave from page two. Some people might make it all the way to page three. But on average, when we're doing our tests, that means that this landing page is giving us a per landing page basis of $60. And the one-page article on the, the world's biggest diamond ring is giving us $40. Now, where do we spend our time? Where do we get our writers to spend more time? Is not on the, on the one-page wonder. It's on the it's on the three page monster who's yeah. is going to give you better um, engagement and uh, and actually you know it's a really elementary example but if you go through your site and you can <clears throat> this is how you do it without using our system you you go to each of your ad um, partners you generate ad tags on a per page basis tag them up put different creatives basically or different ad tags on the pages that you want. To, to check them out and then you have to um, 
make a connection between those pages and then other pages in the same session, which gets a bit harder. But it is possible to do. Now, what we did was kind of pull all of this data in, splice it and dice it, and present it back to publishers. And this is kind of the big aha moment, because people look at it and go, now I understand I need to spend more time on those three and four page uh, landing pages that are making me more money than these seemingly high value pages yeah. that have got a, a different engagement metric behind them. So what John's talking about that's really that I think is really good here for, for you listeners that are listening to this and, and maybe trying to wrap your head around this, essentially, you know, in this example we have a forty dollar page that people are going landing on and they're they're leaving pretty quickly because they're getting the information they want. And then we have maybe a series of twenty dollar pages here that when people land on it they go and they visit uh, all the other pages. So um, if you're looking at this from a page revenue standpoint, the big you know the di- the big diamond one that people are that, that are going to and then leaving, um, that one is going to show you as hey that's your best page that's your you know you want more content like that because it's earning more right. Well, if you look at overall session earnings, so if you look at things from a landing page perspective, what you're actually going to look at is how much people on average go on to earn, and in that case you're going to find that the 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 pages with the lower page you know revenue per per thousand visitors is actually going to be higher. So it's $60. So what you're going to find is you're going to have 50% greater revenue in this example, right? So yeah. it's not like a, this is, you're going to get 50% greater revenue. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. No, it's in this example, you would have 50% greater revenue from these landing pages that actually, if you just looked at it on a page basis, are going to show you they're actually earning you 50% less. And the reality is uh, the landing page example is actually going to provide you with a more accurate way of looking at your true revenue. Yeah. And so looking at we, – we talked about this with EPMB before as well, but that's really what you want to do is you want to find metrics and the ways of looking at things that allow you to kind of filter through. There's so many variables in this industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the thing There's a ton of stuff you can't control, but there's a lot of things you can control. And there's all these other things like seasonality and things that are contextual to maybe the niche that your site is about that are kind of hard to tell around. Like sometimes it's hard to see like – you know what's affecting everybody else and what's just affecting me well if you have met if you're able to look at your landing pages you're you're able to measure EPMV you're going to get a better idea of am I going in the right direction am I spending my time am I spending my money am I spending my writer's time and money on the right types of content that are generating me the right kind of revenue exactly and it, and actually this doesn't just apply to organic search sites this also applies to uh, sites that get their traffic from social, you know, so for example, like Facebook, um, because those are then your viral, you know, the ones that get shared more, you know, because there's another there's another layer for you, um, and th- this is something that we're working on at the moment. Um, is is there a way of finding out whether sharing is uh, is a metric that can be uh, optimized for? Obviously, Very there is. There is, yeah. And, and um, in the same way that, uh, you know, people... Uh, landing pages, by the way, most most people understand that if they're in the e-commerce business of, hey, I've got this landing page where I'm trying to get um, visitors to kind of convert to a sale. So, you know, it might be cosmetics and, mm-hmm. they're, you know, selling a face cream or whatever it is. And they'll be doing iterations of that landing page to try and get people to kind of go from page one of the of the checkout process to the final page, and they'll be changing things along the way. That's the that's the sort of standard A/B testing. 
what really, what I think um, our entire industry on the content side of publishing need to understand is this relationship between engagement, user engagement, and sort of keenness on your inventory, uh, keenness on your content, and that relationship with your overall goal of like the whole the whole site going up. Yeah, more traffic, more revenue, basically. Yeah. and I think a lot of people get caught up spending time talking to you know people who are like ad networks for example uh, not that I'm putting ad networks down and I you know I, I really don't want to put them down but I, I do feel like there's a huge blind spot in the whole industry that people are hooked up on you know CPMs and they are not even thinking about bounce rate or whether these ads change the page views per visit, yeah. and it, it, it's so fundamental and so core. I think it's just been forgotten about over the over the years. Yeah, and I think we talked about this a little bit last time. You know, and like you mentioned, it's not that ad networks are are, are bad. They they provide they they serve a role inside of this entire space, but they've kind of driven the way that things are measured in the way that you know publishers in general publishers ad ops professionals everyone is kind of looking at success right mm -hmm. and the the problem with that is is that you know cpm i mean the your your answer of where that metric comes from is in the name itself it's cost cost per mill you know yeah. it's the cost of the advertiser to buy that ad inventory and so it's not really a great metric for looking at your overall progress and if you're going in the right direction and so we've talked about on this podcast and the last one some of the things you can look at but one of the things that I think is really kind of key in all this John is that it's you know EPMV gives you a really good true north but then when it comes to like digging down into your content to really figure out what types of things you should be doing unfortunately I mean this landing page thing it see every time we talk about it it seems to be like kind of uh, a new it's kind of a big reveal a lot of times to publishers and it, you know we've talked about this you know on the podcast and offline uh, it, it it really shouldn't be at this point because people think about this as it relates to other things you yeah. know what I mean you know not just advertising but or revenue but people have been thinking about this in SEO for a little while you know what I mean looking at things this way but nobody has really applied this to revenue and stuff like that and maybe yeah. that is because this this industry is so chock full of ad tech and things like that that they're, yeah. they're you know that which are not talking about these things because yeah. they don't have a prerogative to well and, and also uh, to be fair on the ad networks they don't have any visibility into the user experience metrics of a site they're talking to at all they have no clue as to what the uh, ratio of mobile is to um, desktop uh, or how anything that they are selling is um, affecting uh, the users on the site. I mean, a, a classic example uh, was uh, something I just sent around to the team here before we came on the podcast, which was uh, an, an ad network presentation about improving revenue. And I was reading it, looking, and I was thinking, man, this is like from five years ago. Um, they uh, were talking about uh, rich media ads and how the, these new ad formats would get better engagement from the from the user. And I just thought, you've got this up, so totally upside down because you might make a really annoying ad that, you know, when you scroll over it accidentally with your mouse, it, you know, zooms out or let's say it pops up in the middle of your mobile noise page. noise or sound or something like that. Those something like that. Yeah, I mean, the, the, these sort of big vignette ads now, which are becoming sort of, you know, slightly popular. You're browsing on a, on a site 
And all of a sudden, boom, I've got this enormous ad and there's a, a big X in the top right-hand corner. I mean, me personally, I just go, bam, you know, get rid Immediately. of it. Immediately. And they are talking about a metric of engagement for the advertiser. How many eyeballs did you get? How many times did this thing, like, pop up? Um, did you get any clicks? You know, nobody's worried, you know. And, and it, it seems to me that if that... If, if this isn't if this isn't in, um, changed over time, if if more and more um, it, in order to get a result for an advertiser, you have to become more and more annoying, then that's it's just that's totally, why we have ad blockers now, right? That's right. It's totally going to feed into that. No, uh, and for the industry to get better at what it does, ad tech has got to change, and ad tech's got to start talking about user experience and stop talking about you know advertiser metrics like you know user engagement for the advertiser yeah. and they're saying well we're spending less on on display advertising because we get we get you know more engagement from video well that might be the case but actually i think people would get better results from display advertising if they could look at it in a in a way that isn't annoying like simple as that actually that's what we're talking about really and we're trying to get people to look at more pages still make good money out, out of them and get paid well so not under monetize but also not over monetize and then see how any of these you know kind of flashy ads or high rich media ads are affecting that journey for the user or not but nobody's talking about it and i think that's and i think thing. this is something that, i mean this this I mean, we're we're sort of a voice in the wilderness sometimes. There's a reason why we have the podcast because we. I, th I think when publishers hear us talk about these things, John, they're like, "Yes, we." I mean, it's really easy to get a publisher to agree with, or an ad ops person to agree with this kind of stuff because basically, when they're they're looking or thinking about this stuff in general, they always have the same concerns, right? I'm worried that I'm going to scare my users away. I'm going to, mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to do this because I'm afraid it's going to slow my page down. All these other kinds of things that they should be concerned about, right? And uh, when you start, when and one of the things we've learned over and over again from looking at thousands of sites is that UX definitely affects monetization. So to not have that component in how you look at everything is you're missing this huge 50% chunk of the whole equation, yep. and no one's talking about it except for this podcast. Yay. So that's why you guys, that's why you guys are listening. You guys are so great. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of the majority of what we wanted to talk about in this one. We've covered a lot of the things that we had from the event. We've got a lot of the videos. Up now, you guys should be able to go online and see them. So, if you just search the publisher forum online, or just go to the Azoic YouTube account, that's actually where we've posted everything. So, Azoic is E Z O I C. Um, you just type that in YouTube, and you can kind of. We've got the whole three-hour event on there, so you can kind of see everything edited together. Or we've broken out some of the interviews and then some of the other little things that we've talked about. So, if you just want to watch, maybe John and I present on EPMV, or even just we've kind of got a visual version, this landing page example that we did. You can go online and watch that. As well, yeah, and we go through we go through the the mathematics behind it. Yeah, the maths, as John yeah. called it, and was yeah. made fun of by our data scientist. <laughs> and um, you know, it all stacks up, guys. So go and, go and have a look at it. And and thanks for some of the questions that we've been sending through. And um, you know, we ask again if you if this is the first time you've listened to um, one of these podcasts, go back and listen to some of the other ones because um, we're, we're, what we're trying to do is get people to understand these fundamentals that we've learned from uh, like years of experience and having been on the ad side of the fence and now being on the publisher side of the fence. Um, it's uh, it, it's good stuff that we want we want everyone to kind of 
you know, get their heads around. And so hopefully if you listen to it, you've really enjoyed it. Uh, the feed, feedback that we've gotten from everybody is they like the podcast because, like we've said before, John, we're always kind of a neutral party in everything. So we kind of just kind of share all the information that we have, and I think people like that. Um, but uh, if, you, if you're enjoying the podcast uh, and you're listening on iTunes, please write us a review. Those, those things are like gold for us in iTunes. They continue to help us gain more listeners and uh, allow us to put out more and more podcasts. And then uh, also, if you have questions for us, you can uh, tweet at us at, at Zoic. John and I will see those. Or you can email me at tbishop at azoic.com, and I'm happy to discuss anything that you would send us on the podcast. Um, and, yeah, tell your friends. Yeah, tell your friends. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening.